Something I always wonder about people who are into food as a thing to think about and experience and care about and work on, not just as a thing to eat, which most people do, uh, is how far back that goes. What what is your what is your like early childhood experience with food and how does mm. that lead you to today? Okay, so I feel like I don't come from a very strong culinary background or anything. I one of the things that comes to mind, I grew up Mormon and Mormons kind of have this stereotypical uh way of preparing and eating meals, which is large families and large groups. And so there's a lot of, there's kind of jokes about, you know, casseroles and big green jello, bowls of big green jello and funeral potatoes and things like that. And the, it generally tends to be, I remember flipping through these recipe books that were uh, given to us, even, you know, in the girls programs. And so many of the recipes were, you know, take a can of cream of mushroom soup and like just kind of three or four pre-made processed ingredients that you kind of dump in a big thing and then you eat it and you can feed a crowd with it. So not exactly like the pinnacle of <laughs> quality. So I do feel like I, I had a late start to being really interested in like fresh foods. I don't even think I knew what vegetables were outside of like frozen peas until I went to college and I had to do my own grocery shopping and I was like wow bell peppers what is that <laughs> um some of my earliest food memories I, I still do like being a person who is very into food I still do remember very specific things like going to friends houses that had um fruit trees like I really remember plums mm. and just eating like probably a dozen plums uh, off the tree and um and things like that. And then I remember going fishing and, and taking a fish out of the, the lake and then wrapping it up in foil on a camping trip with my dad and eating it and wondering how like that fish could become some flaky, delicious, buttery meal. Mm -hmm. um, I think I was always really fascinated with like the where food came from and, and kind of the natural world. Like I was, I was... I have these like categories in my mind of types of kids. There's like rock kids and bug kids uh -huh. and like probably a few more, but I was a big like bug kid. I was mm. obsessed with like bugs and plants. And I feel like it all kind of went with my obsession with like the natural world along with this like sensory, I guess, personal experience of like taste. Um, so yeah, that was a lot of just random things, but I feel like it was really kind of, I didn't have any real mentors in it. I kind of just like was drawn to it through the natural world and then started getting more into, I guess, cooking um, as an adult. But I, I don't think of myself as a good cook. I think I have pretty good taste, but I'm very early in my journey of like being a great like home chef, I mm. guess. That's the kind of thing that like master artists say about their practice. <laughs> I, I love how it doesn't come from the kitchen for you. That's actually a totally surprising answer. Not that I don't think of you as someone who is a, like super into the natural world, but like for the, for food, uh, for a passion for food and cooking to come in from like where the food comes from, as opposed to where it gets made. I I've just, that's unusual to me. That's amazing. I, I, is there, is there, is the story of your taste? You said, you said sort of you combined that interest and sort of the, 
production of things and the kind of hunting and fishing of things that you eat, that one eats with your taste and your palate, which uh, is also what you said about your cooking, that like that's sort of how that what, what guides you. Is it was the process of putting those two things together conscious? Like where like where did you develop your tastes mm. from? Especially if the food you grew up eating was kind of kind of weird. <laughs> Yeah, sludge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I had many many dinners that were craft mac and cheese with hot dogs cut up into it. I'll mm-hmm. I'll just leave that visual. Um, <laughs> where did it come from? It didn't come from like a brainy place. It came from very much just like a a embodied place, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We like to use that word a lot sometimes. <laughs> yes. um, but I mean, even when I eat certain foods now, I I and this is like I connect back to this behavior from like being a small child. Um, I mean, my husband will even make fun of me sometimes cause I'll just be like eating an apple and I'll be like, <laughs> and I'll just like lose myself in like the feeling of it. Mm. And, um, and I still like, I still do that. And I think, I don't know if that answers your question at all, but I think it really just comes from like hands on mouth on experience, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm. <laughs> So it seems kind of connected then to the natural world part too. It's like right. you just like to experience things and and like the the a- abstraction and like maybe simplicity over simplicity of the like processed foods that you were growing <laughs> up around like wasn't satisfying enough to those to that exploration that you like to do. Yeah, and it felt like once I did get my hands on like some fresh food, I would just like became obsessed. Mm-hmm. Like I always wanted to go to my friend's house who had the plum tree and mm-hmm. and things like that. And yeah, I get it does kind of go like the being in nature um, and the sensory experience of that. And I remember a lot of camping food. Like now yeah. that I think of it. Um, we had this Dutch oven, um, and my dad would make, prepare, prepare meals in it and we'd eat it with the fish that we caught or, or whatever. Wow. And yeah, I don't know, just the, um, it was like coming from like a dim, uh, a dim world of like funeral potatoes into like this crisp, bright, like fresh it was just the contrast of that and like that discovery was like so exciting to so me. like the best meals with your family were out in nature 100 percent. like i remember i don't remember too many meals at home but yeah i remember very specific details of you know the jambalaya we would make or the weird like peach cobbler thing mm-hmm. things like that i love this story so much not that i'm surprised that i love it the exploration of like more technical kitchen cooking that came later. Uh, mm. Where'd you get that idea? And how, what, what was the beginning of it like? I really feel like there's a very clear answer to this. And that's the show Good Eats with Alton Brown on the Food Network. Nice. Um, that was like very impactful for me. I've probably seen every single mm. episode and multiple times. And I don't know if you, if anyone listening hasn't seen it, he kind of, it's this kind of early 2000s vibe. It's like pre-YouTube. The, he, this guy, he just kind of has... I'm sure everybody has watched it, honestly. But he mm-hmm. kind of weaves together, like, food science and history. And, like, you know, this is how yeast works and bread and things like that. And 
and talking about specific ingredients and like sourcing them. And I remember like scenes of him going into like a butcher and getting specific cuts of meat. I'm like, what do you like? You don't just like go buy a log of ground meat. Like it, this was all very new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe like one random other memory I have that kind of led me to be more interested in fresh foods is I grew up in California and we'd go to Disneyland and they have this attraction there that has a, it's a tortilla factory. Mm. Um, and they have this little video where you like watch the history of tortillas. And then at the end they give you this like fresh tortilla Mm. and you kind of see it being made. And it just like tastes so much better than the tortillas out of the bag or whatever. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just wanting to know like what makes that better than like what makes that better. Mm. And then learning, like seeing Alton Brown, I still feel like I kind of default to some of that stuff in the kitchen. Like he has this whole thing about not wanting unitasker tools and being like more clever with like this, the equipment that you have. So yeah, I feel like that was a huge influence on me. Mm. I mean, it's something that I find to be like a weakness in a lot of people in the kitchen around me, uh, it, or, or like just people who don't cook as much or like don't know what to do or like don't have ideas when it's like time for us to make dinner on the trip or whatever is, is something about trying it like, like, like as an ethos, like one Mm -hmm. must try something. Uh, and, and it sounds like that was totally how you jumped in because it was like the, you, you saw it, you were like, how does that work? I must try to find out. Can you tell me more about trying it as a pursuit in your life? Like, do you just like to try things that you don't oh, understand? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely think that's a, that's something that I do. I'm, I think that my friends and family even sometimes give me some crap for just, I get an idea in my head and then I just, like, got to do it. I got to, like, I can't just wait. I got to just try try it out and um people will say like, you know, don't even joke about like moving to Alaska. Cause like Leah will have your whole move planned like tomorrow. <laughs> if, if she like gets this in her head or whatever. Um, and yeah, some of my early like food trying thing, I, I really feel like with trying things in the kitchen, I, before I, I never like try a new recipe to like serve to somebody. Mm. I always need to like do it by myself nice. first. So, I mean, I think that's probably a common thing, but, um, but yeah, I, I just remember trying to make like a Thanksgiving Turkey one year and it was like my first time ever making a Turkey. And it was, I mean, it went like, okay, but I, I was totally beating myself up for like, I should have like had a practice Turkey. Mm. And, um, (laughs) my next one was like so much better. I, in fact, I think like the week after Thanksgiving, I went back and I bought another Turkey (laughs) to make, to make another Turkey. And I was like, this one's going to be even better. And it was, it was so much better. (laughs) The, the, do you experience pressure when you're cooking for people? Like, do you feel nervous about the results? Oh yeah. Yeah, I do. Does needing to try it yourself first have anything to do with that? Like, is there a social anxiety around cooking that makes it harder for you, but also sort of drives you to get better at it? Yeah, I I definitely think that's part of it. Like, it's kind of like showing, you know, your friend a movie that you like and you're just kind of watching for Uh their reaction. I mean, actually, food is probably the more original example of that. Um, (laughs) but, uh, But yeah, I absolutely... It's not that, I don't know, it's not that I 
I need it to be, I, I think that preferences are very individual, but I, I do want people to like what I make for them. And I want to like incorporate what I know about the person into what I'm making. And, mm. um, I don't know, I want them to be pleased with it. So I do, I do like make something first and then it's like, okay, I'm going to try it from this person's perspective a little bit. (laughs) Do you, do people who you feed regularly have favorite things that you make and how do those connect to your favorite things to make? Oh, that's a really interesting question. Um, I mean, probably I feed my husband the most, uh, and I mean, his favorite things that I make, the like the super obvious one that comes to mind is like it's kind of funny it's um banana cream pie yeah. um but it is really good he i always make it for his birthday um and as far as like non-desserty type things he does have different tastes than me but obviously like our tastes have influenced each other mm-hmm. um he actually grew up vegetarian so he is more fam- <clears throat> familiar with a lot of vegetables vegetable based things that i didn't really grow up eating like i didn't used to eat like beets for example it was just like weird to me and then he's like shown me how to make beets and now i make beets for him all the time and he like anything i make with beets in it he gets like so excited Mm. or um and now it's like one of my favorite things too um the one thing that we cannot agree on is his love of um balsamic glaze Uh I'm on his team on that one. Okay, that is fair. (laughs) I'm not like anti-balsamic glaze. I just feel like it's very easy to overuse it. Sure. Um, So, yeah, he just loves to like balsamic glaze everything. Mm -hmm. I'm like, maybe let's go for a different flavor profile. Uh, My my mind goes to like like interesting like mineral like nutrient levels in the body and stuff. And like, I, Mm. I wonder if there's something going on there. Uh, but I'm really interested in the other part of this question, which is like, are your favorite things to make different from people's favorite things that you make? Ooh, you know, that's like, that's really interesting. Cause I think now that you asked the question, I think I do get more satisfaction out of knowing that the person is going to like it hmm. versus like doing some fun trick in the kitchen. Uh-huh. Yeah, honestly, like, I'm, I think I am in it more. I mean, I do get super nerdy about it, but I think I'm in it more for the social reasons than for, like, the, oh, I'm gonna, like, flambe or, Mm -hmm. like, do some party trick. Like, Mm -hmm. I just, I want, I think, like, food is great for, like, bringing people together or comforting people or it's, like, all just social, social reasons. And, like, obviously personal, like, my relationship with myself, which, probably is also under the category of social, like feeling Mm. like I'm taking care of myself um, by making like nourishing foods that I really like or or whatever. So Mm. yeah, I don't know that I, I think pretty much my favorite things to make are just the thing, the things that I know that people are going to like, or that I'm going to really like. And honestly, if it's easier, like that's better. Mm. If it's simpler, that's better. Do you have meals that you prefer not not dishes but like breakfast lunch or dinner like do you favor any any particular meal time in your efforts oh you know i actually think in my twitter bio it says breakfast enthusiast uh-huh. so <laughs> kind of answers that i yeah love breakfast i i've always been kind of a morning person <clears throat> and 
there's just, I don't know. I know breakfast is like a weird, I mean, people get really into brunch, but not yeah. really breakfast yeah, yeah. for whatever reason. But yeah, my husband and I, we, we go out, we've tried every single breakfast place. Like pretty much all our dates are like breakfast dates for mm. whatever reason. And yeah, just love making like a nice, simple, like eggs, bacon, toast, jam, but like make it good sort mm. of breakfast. Mm. Oh, so with you. How has living in the country and having animals around changed and, and, and I presume like producing a lot of stuff that you eat yourselves, how, how has that changed the experience and the, uh, the stuff you make? Yeah, actually it's funny. I really haven't cooked at all since the baby was born, mm-hmm. but today I, um, <clears throat> I cooked like a proper, well, it's still cooking. I made some lamb ragu, and this is, like, going to sound, like, a little braggy, but it was a (laughs) lamb that we, like, raised and processed ourselves, which is pretty cool. Um, And it's, how has it changed? I feel like this was kind of, has kind of been, and actually, like, I was vegetarian for, like, a lot of my adult life, too, and then I kind of had this... I don't know, almost like spiritual reckoning with like the life cycle or whatever. I don't have to get into it too Mm. much, but um, it kind of just came full circle for me. And and this lamb that we have in our freezer now was like the first um, animal that we, that my husband and I um, actually like raised and processed. So um, it was like very... uh, it was very intense, um, and yeah, I don't need to get like too far into the details, but it's definitely like it's definitely changed the way I look at food. I think it's always been theoretical this idea of you know to be nourished as a living being like involves necessarily like death, um, <clears throat> and like that was always this very theoretical concept but then actually facing the reality of that um was like it just was very like grounding and humbling and sort of like you kind of see yourself as <clears throat> you know I'm not getting emotional I'm just thirsty I'm gonna <laughs> grab the water please um you kind of see yourself too as like part of that part of that cycle um even like in a more abstract way obviously but yeah, it's hard to, like, describe unless you've sort of, like, seen it mm-hmm. um, and done it. But it's, um, I, I would describe it as, like, grounding and, like, not in this, like, hippy-dippy way, but actually in this, like, pretty dark way. Mm. <laughs> like, nature is dark. <laughs> Does it change what happens at the table in your house to eat a meal that is prepared that way and what, what changes? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, there's, there's kind of like a, almost like a humor aspect of it of like, Oh my gosh, this is like Greg or whatever. But <laughs> I mean, that's kind of dark, but there is kind of that, but then there's very much kind of like a, just an appreciation, I think in a more real way for not only what, like this animal is providing for you, but like your role in that. And, um, 
And kind of just like wishing that every meal that you ate was more like that and wanting to kind of keep working to make it that way. If, if that's something you care about, which for us it is. And <clears throat> it just, yeah, it adds like a, a weight, like a gravity to a meal um, that I think every meal should have. Like just a presence and you're not just kind of like scarfing down convenient food between meetings. Like you're really taking a second to pay attention to what's going on and like remember and I think there's um I can't there's like a poem that I like that talks about like gathering your grapes from the vineyard and then you you open the bottle of wine in the winter and you kind of remember like the when you did that and it it just kind of connects you through time I think and uh and that makes it really special.